Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. I Ann Coulter, who is with us right now because she has a new book, Adios America. Ann, how are you today? Fine, thank you. What a great introduction. Well, it's really an honor to talk to you. I've been wanting to for a very long time, so I thought this would be a good excuse to. Yeah. Um, what, Ann, what's your mission? What are you doing? I'm not, not even talking about this book. What's your goal? <laughs> how so? We only have a few years left. It's about not to be the United States of America anymore. It's going to be Mexico. Um, and I, I didn't want to live in Mexico. Uh, neither did the immigrants who moved here rather than deciding to immigrate to Mexico. Um, they wanted to live in America. The only people who don't seem to want to live in America are politicians and the rich who prefer the cheap labor and couldn't care less if America continues or not. So when you say save the country, I'm with you. How do you define the country? And I don't want to get too philosophical here, but the country is more than just a boundary, right? So how do you define that when you want to right, save it's it? Americans. It's our way of life. It's a country that where incest, gang rapes, um, incest, uh, um, rape generally, um, drunk driving isn't rampant, where there aren't, where there aren't massive um, Medicare frauds, Medicare schemes, Internet hacking, these are not Native American habits. I thought liberals cared about, about the treatment of women. But no, we're going to be like, like any other third world country, bankrupt, poor, um, probably more like Brazil, because we'll still have a very rich top 10%, and the rest of us will be their servants. Okay, I want to ask you some questions here that, that I have trouble putting together in my brain. Okay, so a couple of things. We had a, a gentleman call in, a World War II veteran. His grandparents came here from Ukraine and told this amazing story, made it to Amsterdam, came yeah, to America. It has nothing to do with anything well, in my book, so let me cut you off right there. Okay, but I guess... 1970 I, immigrants are a completely different order of business how from so? post-1970 immigrants. That was going to be my this question. This is a specific plan to change the country implemented by Teddy Kennedy's 1965 Immigration Act, and oh boy, has it worked. And we know it. This, is, this was the plan, because dem- now that we're close to the tipping point, Democrats admit it. Democratic consultant Patrick Reddy calls the 1965 Immigration Act the, the Kennedy family's greatest gift to the Democratic Party. And the longtime Democratic consultant Roy Teixeira in Texas has been writing books about it. He just openly says, ha ha, white America, this is George McGovern's revenge. Obama never would have been elected but for the post-1970 immigrants. Pre-1970 immigrants um, got more education, made more money, bought more homes. Post-1970 immigrants, um, none of that is true. They are far more likely to be on government assistance than the native-born, not, not than even the pre-1970 immigrants who were fantastic, um, but, the, but, but than the native-born. Why would any country be bringing in people we have to help? Our immigration policy acts as if our country is a gigantic battered woman's shelter where we search the world and find the poorest of the poor to bring them here and take welfare, welfare that's meant for America's poor. We bring in criminals, if, if nothing else. Can't we say no felons? Um, no, no, we can't. Uh, and and it's not it's not um, just Latin America's poor. It's not just Mexico's poor. It just happens that... Um, Mexico has a peasant culture that's within walking distance of the United States. 
so that obviously overwhelms it. Um, and and you see these peasant cultures not only engaging in shocking peasant behavior, um, such as the epidemics of gang rape and incest rape described in my book, but not described in the media. No, that's yeah. a big part of my book, how the media will, will <laughs> by hook or crook, hide when, when, when a criminal is, a, is an immigrant, yeah. legal or illegal. I don't care. They're both government policies. So are you, are you against immigration or this post-1970s immigration? Well, we have to shut the whole thing down right now. Um, no legal fix is going to work. There are already, for example, in light of the, the woman who was murdered in San Francisco this weekend, um, as well as another illegal immigrant killing a woman um, in Texas, uh, that he happened to be killing another illegal immigrant, proving that Immigration isn't just bad for Americans. It's bad for anyone living in this country um, because we are bringing in criminals and welfare recipients. Um, there are just too many groups, La Raza, uh, George Soros, Open, Open, Open Society, Open Border Society. Um, you have all these ACLU groups just working overtime, often with taxpayer money, the Ford Foundation, Carnegie, to bring in the poorest of the poor, um, people who will and... Um, um, another difference between pre-1970 immigrants and post-1970 immigrants is post-1970 immigrants are voting 8 to 2 for the Democrats, just you, like voting back home without, yeah. the, without the beheadings. <laughs> um, and and that's, that's you. You've seen, you're, you're calling me from San Diego. Mm -hmm. You know what happens. The whole country is going to be California, where Republicans can never win another election. It's just unfathomable to me that the Republican Party, most of the Republican Party, the official Republican Party, is on the wrong side of the question, should Democrats be allowed to establish their political hegemony for all time? And, yeah, Jeb Bush says yes. Marco Rubio says yes. Um, they figure, eh, they got another five, ten years in politics, and then I'll retire. But, boy, will I make a pile until then. And that's what, what the very rich, all the elites in America, are, are for this constant stream of low-wage, often often criminal and overwhelmingly government assistance receiving immigrants. The only people against it are the American people. Our country is being transformed. All those, all those Supreme Court decisions last year, the, the attack on, on American symbols, um, Confederate generals and the Confederate flag, none of this is conceivable without post-1970 immigration. Obama would not have been elected without post-1970 immigration. Romney would have won a bigger landslide against Obama than Reagan won against Jimmy Carter in 1980. So don't be thinking you're going to be taking it. We're going to have a big pushback now. People are so upset. Um, you wouldn't have had Sonia Sotomayor or... Elena Kagan on the Supreme Court. Al Franken, the 51st vote for Obamacare, could not have been elected without 100,000 Somalis living in, Somal in, in Minnesota. We, we, since 1970, we've been bringing in more immigrants from Nigeria than from England. Amazing. And now, last point on the 1970 point, because we got a lot more to do. But you say, shut it off now, shut the border off now. Is there a country where we get back to a pre-1970 immigration world? Eventually, but first we need a total moratorium, and there is nothing discriminatory about that. No one, no marriage frauds, no refugees, just shut it down, let the ACLU migrant rights group and La Raza, and on and on and on. I mean, just doing the research for this book, I came across so many of these groups, and these are the ones who go in and then man the INS and become immigration judges. 
Um, it's, it's just a total ca- capture of an industry. Left-wingers who hate this country and want to see it punished. Um, that's their motive. Democrats want to win elections, so they will have domination for all time. That's their motive. And Republicans, they just want the, camp- the Chamber of Commerce money. That's their motive. Churches want the taxpayer money. That's their motive. Everyone in favor of more immigration is in it for his own reason. You will notice none of these reasons have to do with What's good for the United States? The American people are so so heavily on one side of this issue, including recent immigrants. Who it is African Americans and Hispanic Americans who are being hurt most of all by the dump of low wage workers on the country. It's their jobs that are being taken, not Mark Zuckerberg's, not Marco Rubio's job. No, they just get the cheap servants and then strut around like they're Martin Luther King. Talking with Ann Coulter right here. Obviously, the book is Adios America. I want to take a quick break. We'll talk more with Ann Coulter coming up next. I want to talk to her about uh, ethnic studies classes that uh, that are making mandatory here in California to go along with gay history classes as well. So we'll do that coming up next with Ann Coulter on the Mike Slater Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word. Slater Crusaders, thanks for being here. We're talking with Ann Coulter right now. Of course, her new book is Adios America. Ann, thanks for sticking around. Have you had a chance to look at... Uh, what they have here in California, I know, and I'm sure some other states too, uh, an ethnic studies requirement for high schoolers. Have you had a chance to look in what those oh, are about? This, this state is so lost. Yep. Do you, in Sacramento, <laughs> you have microaggressions. Well, oh my sure. gosh, the state, it's, uh, it's hopeless. Even if people tried to rebel after everything that happened last week and you had you know, Democrats saying, that's it. That's it. I will. I'm voting Republican now after Obamacare and all these other horrid decisions. Gay marriage. Um, the hellfire will rain down on the Democrats. Well, okay, great, great. Um, but Americans are about to be outvoted by foreigners. The Democrats have been bringing in at a million a year. I do think there's still hope, based or I wouldn't have written the book, um, based on the experience of Pete Wilson in 1994 yeah. in, in California. The demographics of California in 94 were almost identical to the, to the entire country's demographics today. And he pushed, he, he tied himself to Proposition 187, an anti-illegal immigrant measure, with titanium cords, won a huge come from behind victory um, with by time, Proposition 187 won a majority of white voters, black voters, Asian voters, 30% of Hispanic voters. The only way Democrats could overcome it was, of course, ACLU ran to court and got it overturned. Um, and, and that's why they say, oh, big mistake, Republicans, big mistake, don't do that. I think Democrats don't want Republicans doing things that cause them to win in landslide elections. But, you know, look at, look at how tr- Donald Trump, and he's not going to be our nominee, I don't think, um, he's surging in the polls by standing up for, for working Americans and American culture. Sacramento School District has 44 different languages spoken there. <laughs> That's crazy. And what would you say? There was a student a week or so ago, graduation UCSD here, who walked across the stage waving the American flag. If you saw this girl in person, what would you say to her? The Mexican flag. No, I'm sorry, Mexican flag, yes. Yeah, Mexico's great. Go home. She's been here since she was oh, four. Oh, gosh, it's going to be. You sure love that country, although, ooh, sure, I've taken advantage of American taxpayers. She went to these, um, to, to her schools and her college with generous financial aid from the taxpayers and apparently plans to get more, quote, education. Um, but, but her heart's in Mexico, so go there. All right, I just want to throw this other question by you, that um, 40% of Fortune 500 companies were founded by immigrants or children of immigrants. 
so that in the end they're creating more jobs because they're running these big companies. One hundred percent. You were talking about pre nineteen seventy immigrants. Name yep. one who was post nineteen seventy. Uh, Google. That isn't founded by 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 post. There are four four founders, one of whom is a white man from Russia. As I say in my book, we get the same four alleged immigrants over and over and over again cited in Silicon Valley. One is a German, Peter Thiel of Peter of of PayPal. One is a Russian, a white man, um, who and I and I think he came in with his family pre nineteen seventy, but he sure didn't come in on an H one B visa or a refugee visa. Um, you have. Uh, uh, Musk, um, who's well, he's the one who's half a white South African, half Canadian, um, and who's the fourth one that will always get cited? <laughs> Another co Canadian, um, the co one of the co founders of Uber, a Canadian white man. So okay. Okay, let's take it. Let's go back to pre-1970. I wasn't going to be that racist. Um, I just say <laughs> shut it down um, and then return to our pre-1970 policies, which was to populate America with the countries that had traditionally populated it. Can we take one call real quick, Ann? Sure. Is that okay? Sure. Uh, we'll go to Monica. You're on the phone with uh, Ann Coulter, author of Adios America. How are you, Monica? Hi, Mike. How are you? Good. Go ahead with uh, Ann here. Well, basically, um, I just wanted to say that I totally understand part of where she's coming from, and I agree about the fact that we need conservative principles. The problem that I have with her, and I am a Mexican-American, which I consider myself American only, but if we're talking, you know, specifics at the moment, I was born in Mexico, brought here after 1970, and I am a totally productive honest, law-abiding citizen that has had her own company and has employed people. Okay, so it, she's, she's wrong when it comes to those statistics. The problem also with having... One person, no, 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 I am not wrong. I'm not wrong. One person does not change a statistic. No, but I'm not just one person. There's a bunch of people that are like that. Well, okay, you but just, most you of just them are on welfare, and most of them no, are they're not. Democratic. No, they're not, and just like there's... Yes, they are. That is a welfare. Just like there's immigrants on welfare, there's also a lot of hardworking people, and there's also a lot of Americans on welfare. Yes, and so more if we want... immigrants are on collecting government assistance. Number one, you are wrong. It doesn't matter if there are one exception, and congratulations to you, Monica, but um, one does not make a statistic. A statistic is an average. No, but it's not and just And the average and... is immigrants are more likely to be accepting government assistance than the native-born. Point two... We don't want a single immigrant collecting welfare. Try calling up some other country's embassy and saying, hey, can I come there? And, uh, you know, I don't have any skills, and I have a lot of kids and lots of needs. Um, I'm going to need free health care. I'm going to need food stamps. I'm going to need housing aid. Um, and if I, if I can't get a job, would you guys mind cutting me a check once a month? Any other country would laugh at you. No, we want immigrants. I, I totally agree. My I would say like you, Monica. We want immigrants like you, but we aren't right. doing that. What, what I'm saying What's dangerous, Anne, is that when you have rhetoric, like, for example, the title of your book alone is, you know, very disrespectful. And when you say things like when Mike asked you, what about this girl with a Mexican flag? I think it was wrong. I think she should be grateful for what this country gave her. However, instead of saying what I just said, you say, oh, great, Mexico's great, go home. That kind of attitude is not helping because it's, what it's doing is it's isolating people. It's like saying your mother is fat. 
then after that, whoever's mother's fat's not going to hear anything else other than your mother's fat. So we need to change our tone and not to say that we need to be dishonest and we don't need to tell the no, truth, no, but we I'm have sorry, to be I smart about it. I agree with you more. Um, look, this is, this is America. The idea that Americans are supposed to be walking on eggshells and making sure... No, 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 no. Still There's talking, a still talking. Walking on no, got the question Go ahead, now. Monica. Yeah, Monica, hang on. You can, stop, Monica, stop go, talking. Ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Anne. Sorry. This is the part where Anne talks. Um, the idea that Americans in their own home have to walk on eggshells and treat immigrants to this country like special little guests and, oh, let's be nice around the children. No, no, we didn't do anything to you. No, you should be grateful to us. You should be trying, figuring out how to make Americans think you're really peachy rather than us trying to suck up to the immigrants. It's our country. It's one thing to be walking on eggshells and being careful about, about language, about illegal immigrants, and so on and so forth. Um, the words we're not allowed to use, amnesty, self-support, it's getting to the point that Mexican is the M word. Um, it's one thing to be sensitive to the race issue when we are talking about African Americans. As I describe over and over in my book, it is solely because of the legacy of slavery and Jim Crow, by the Democrats, I might add, that Americans have civil rights laws, that America has the 14th Amendment. We do owe something to black Americans. And now we have people who set foot in this country for the first time yesterday and start demanding that we treat them as if they're black Americans. No. If you have grievances, go home and address the perpetrators. We don't owe you anything, and you owe us a thank you. What's next for Ann Coulter? Uh, trying to save the country. <laughs> Could we be on the same team in that effort? There's no point in anything you or I do, Mike, or Glenn Beck, or anyone else, unless unless we can do something about immigration because you're just going to keep being outvoted. And it's a pleasure talking to you. Can we do it again one day? Absolutely. Good to talk to you, Michael. Thank you, ma'am. That's Ann